and Tallulah. Welcome to the Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio, and I'm here with my friend and colleague and co-author, Nancy Saxton Lopez. And this is a program that we do every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And it's an opportunity for us to take the information that we gained over years, decades actually, of facilitating pet loss support groups and offer that to a broader audience. And lots of the content is drawn from the book that we compiled. It's called The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups. And we like very much for this to be an interactive experience. So we would very much like for you to send us your questions, your stories, your recommendations for guests and topics. We respond to every one of them. If not on the program, then through email response. You can also leave a voicemail for us. If you look in the description of the program, wherever you're seeing it, whether it's on a podcast or on YouTube or Facebook, there is a link that will bring you to the anchor site where you can leave a voicemail. And we'd love to start integrating them as well. So consider that as another avenue for getting in touch with us. You can reach me at kenddv at gmail.com. And you can reach Nancy at N Saxton Lopez. That's N-S-A-X-T-O-N-L-O-P-E-Z at csmpc.com. And you can also support this program in a number of ways. You can support the program by making a one-time donation, and there's information on how you can do that on the description. You can subscribe as a monthly contributor if you'd like. And we we do this as a labor of love, but it would be it would, it would always be great to get some support as well. And we like you to know that this program is a friend of Dakin Humane Society, which is in Springfield, Massachusetts. Dakin is a 501c3 community-supported animal welfare organization. They provide a range of services that includes shelter and medical care and spay-neuter services and behavioral rehab for more than 20,000 animals and people each year. And since opening in 1969, Dakin has become one of the most recognized nonprofits in central Massachusetts with an, and a national leader in animal welfare. You can learn more about Dakin and make a donation at dakinhumane.org. That's D-A-K-I-N-H-U-M-A-N-E.org. Also, I am facilitating a monthly pet loss support group on site at Dakin in Springfield. And you can RSVP for that support group, which is on the second Tuesday of the month from 6 to 7.30 by also going to dakinhumane.org and letting them know that you'd like to join that meeting. And what else? I think that's it, Nancy. No, well, there's a lot, but that's okay. You know, we've got to get that information out. Um, we're going to talk about La uh, Laura and Tallulah, mm -hmm. a great name. Um, and her story is so heartbreaking. Um, but it's very important that she was very, you know, okay with us sharing her story. She wrote quite a long email and then wrote another one. So we're going to share both of them with you as the audience, because we think it's very going to be very helpful. And she believed it would be helpful also. So Ken, do you want to read her? I'll start. Her yeah. <clears throat> and, and also, I just want to say 
that Laura is incredibly courageous because she's sharing a story where her dog died. It sounds like, and she describes it as an accident on her part. It sounds like I think she may be taking a bit too much responsibility because you'll hear what exactly happened. And it's the kind of thing that could happen to any of us through no fault of our own. And, but she, she is courageous in sharing this as everybody is who shares their stories. Yeah. So we really appreciate, we really appreciate it. She really wants you to, she wants people to gain from this. So here we go. Last Thursday, I lost my soul dog, my best friend, my reason for waking up every day, my beautiful puppy mill mama, Tallulah. I'm at a complete and total loss. I want to scream my lungs out from pain and I wish I could literally beat myself. The past week has been nothing short of an unbelievable nightmare, and I'm praying to wake up from it. I miss Tallulah more than life. I lost my mom in 2009 and mourn her every day, and nothing has come close to, to the, that heartbreak until I lost Tallulah. I've had two beloved pets that, I've, that have passed since losing my mother, and yes, I was heartbroken, but I can't explain the pain I'm feeling. My tears haven't stopped flowing, and I feel like I just can't go on with such a heavy heart. My two children are devastated, and I should be strong for them, but instead, I'm making their pain worse by them seeing and hearing my constant crying. Well, we'll, we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll actually. talk about that. <laughs> I cannot eat. I cannot sleep. I cannot function. It's my worst nightmare come true. Everywhere are constant reminders of her. I cannot move my bed, or her bed from the kitchen. My other little dog, blind with dementia, no longer goes near it since she lost her snuggle bunny. Even the cat would cuddle up with her, but he just sniffs at it as if he's looking for her. After work, it pains me to go home. My bed feels barren and I can't bear to change the sheets. Yeah, I, all that stuff. Is so, yeah. Her hair, her bow, her hair bows, PJ treats are throughout my house, but I can't move them. It would feel so final. So I no longer want to even go outside since we enjoyed our afternoon walks. I feel such an emptiness and I can't accept that, that this chapter of my life is over and that she is just a memory. It just can't be. Today marks one week and all I'm doing is replaying what happened on that beautiful afternoon. I had such good intentions for her, and I blame myself 110% for her death, even though the vets told me it was not my fault at all. She had an undiagnosed condition and would have passed in the next few days, but I have an extremely difficult time believing that. My daughter is very spiritual and keeps telling me it was her time, and she chose to go exactly the way it happened, but I can't help but blame myself for this tragic accident. I'd give my right arm to have her back. Tallulah's life started in a puppy mill, and I lived every day trying to compensate for the years of neglect she suffered. But in the end, the one she trusted the most let her down and caused her death. I had her in my arms and was shutting the door, just as I always do, and she just flipped onto the concrete ground. Oh my God, I see that every time I close my eyes. So that's the story of she she fell. Mm-hmm. And okay, so we'll go on. Throughout her life 
And the four and a half years I was blessed to have her, I did everything Tallulah needed to thrive and learn to be a happy girl. It literally took years for her to feel comfortable walking on a leash. And that was okay. I never forced her to do anything that would make her anxious. Tallulah was truly a lady because she would only relieve herself in private. So I learned to give her the privacy needed to do what she had to do on her piddle pad. And then I'd immediately re-enter the room, pick up the pad, praise her, and give her her good girl treat, something she was very proud to receive. The same went for meals. For years, she would not eat if I was in the kitchen with her. So I'd cook her meal, place it down, and again, give her the time and privacy to enjoy dinner. I learned that if I came in before she was done, she'd run back to her little bed as if she was afraid of being scolded. For what? Eating? I broke my, it broke my heart to see the fear she had. But in time, she relaxed. And after a few years, not only did we eat together, but she and Zoe, her 13-year-old blind toy poodle sister, would eat together, swap dishes, and Tallulah would even guide Zoe toward her bowl when she was disoriented. Tallulah was truly amazing. Oh, and over the past six months, how she loved our walks. She was most comfortable in the evening when no one was outside. She enjoyed sniffing every blade of grass, walk all around the neighborhood with such a spring in her step. And it made me so happy seeing her little happy dance after she'd pooped. (laughs) Then she'd scamper home on anticipation of her good girl treat. She was my constant companion, always by my side, in her bag. I never left the house without her, only when I was at work. Only when I work is she not with me. I can go on and on, and I'm sorry if I'm rambling. I just miss her more than I could ever express. My tears haven't stopped flowing since that fateful day last Wednesday. This shouldn't have happened. She had so much more life to live. Our time was too short. But I need to believe it was her time, and now she's in God's loving arms. We had a service Mm -hmm. for her yesterday. Knowing how she came into this world under such harsh conditions of a puppy mill, I wanted her to leave this world with the love, respect, and dignity she so deserved. We had a private viewing at a pet cemetery. In her little box, I placed fresh flowers by her nose. She'd enjoy sniffing every day in front of my house rosary beads I had for years that were blessed by the Pope, one of my night shirts I'd wear when she'd snuggle up to me at bedtime, a beautiful new bow she would have in her hair, her favorite cozy PJs by her side, and a note from myself and each of my children telling her just how much she was loved and thanking her for the blessing she to have her in our lives, to bring us so much love and, of course, a special blessing for her. I didn't have her cremated. Instead, we put her in the ground and we each took the shovel and covered her first before the caretakers took over. It was very emotional and a very beautiful service and she deserved no less. I can never thank Tallulah enough for coming into my life. She was perfect in every way, never asked for anything, never bothered anyone, never cried or showed any pain. She was a living doll in every way. Tallulah will forever hold a special place in my broken heart. Thanks for listening. I'm so lost. I want her to know how much I love her and miss her. And mostly I wanted to know how very sorry I am that she fell out of my arms. I will never forgive myself for causing her such pain. Hoping you can provide some words to somehow help me 
please feel free to share with love, Laura. So we wow. have a lot to unpack here. Yes, right? we do. Yeah. Um, first of all, the guilt. Yeah. And we talked about this so many times on our podcasts about how the how the people who love their animals so much and give them so much, and this is what Laura did, um, that they feel so guilty. Yeah. About yeah. their animals dying, she believed that the fall, yeah, caused Tallulah's death. Yeah, we find out that was not the case. Okay. but she can't. She can't. She can't. She can't shake it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she can't shake that. Um, and with the children, now we've talked about that too. That you, as an adult and a parent or significant adult in the, in some kids' lives are the role model mm -hmm. for how to grieve. And grieving is something that is expressed and needs to be expressed. And that includes crying. Yeah. And it was interesting that she said her daughter was very spiritual and said, Mom, you know, it was her time, right? Yeah. I thought that yeah. that was really interesting. Yeah. So her, her grieving in front of her kids is not a problem. It's just being a role model again for when, when somebody dies who we love very much, we get very upset. Right. And that's, that's what people do. And kids need to see that mm -hmm. in whatever way your family expresses their grief, because they're probably feeling pretty sad too. And if you pretend or you hide your grief from them so they don't see it, they they might feel like there's something wrong with them. That's that right. They're so upset. Or they might feel like there's something wrong with you that you're not upset. Well, and, and what happens with that is if you have a, a whatever aged kid and they're upset and parents aren't, the question they would have is, what happens if I die? Are they going to be yeah. upset? Yeah. Yeah. And, so, what is, and kids need to see their feelings mirrored and validated mm -hmm. in the people who mean the most to them. And so it's really okay to be emotional with them. Now, the, the caveat that, that I always give with that is, you wouldn't want to behave in a way that frightens your children. Like you wouldn't want to scream at the top of your lungs and pound your fists on the wall and, and roll around on the floor and be out of control in a way that is going to scare them. Right. But normal expressions of emotion in grief can be pretty strong. And that's just the way it is. And kids need to see that that's just part of life, that when we grieve, sometimes we get very, very upset. And she certainly got upset about Tallulah. And this was her soul. I love that she said her soul dog, but mm -hmm. we call it heart dog too. But mm -hmm. I mean, she saved this little sweet looking thing. The picture, she sent a whole bunch of pictures. Oh my God, she was so sweet. <laughs> a very cute little dog. Out, you know, so, so cute. So and cute. what a funeral ritual. Yeah, that and was She sure beautiful. did give a send off. It was really beautiful. quite something. I, I, oh. 
I wonder if my funeral will be that elaborate. I don't think so. But it was it was from their heart. It was just heart. so moving. And they, and to yeah. you know this cherished beautiful little soul that mm -hmm. she and her children you know gave such a send off to right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that yeah. signifies how much they loved her. Yeah, and they and they buried her. And they so they did what felt right to them, which them. will be sometimes burials, sometimes cremation, sometimes a family may feel like the physical remains are not that relevant to their memories and will let the vet veterinarian dispose of them. The it's all according to what your beliefs are. Individual. Yeah. The other one who's grieving, I bet, is Zoe. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because yeah. Tulula would help her get to her goal. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm sure that she's a little confused. Yeah. More so than usual. It sounds like she's, she has dementia and sometimes isn't really well oriented. Yeah. And also, it was really, you know, so important. We can talk a little bit about. Um, religion, as a as, like we are talking about, if you bury your animal or you cremate them, or mm -hmm. you know, just let them go, because that was really important for Laura and her family. I yeah. mean, to give to put the rosary that the Pope uh, blessed. Yeah, in, blessed in, by the Pope. In, yeah, in, in very important. This shows how much box. they love this little dog. How important yeah. she was to them. Yeah. So whatever religious, you know, rituals you follow, if it's helpful, that's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. So let me, um, let me, I'm going to read the second email because I okay. we had gotten back to her. Um, and she said, Tallulah was a puppy mill rescue and what I always believed a bit damaged as a result of neglect she had a sensitive tummy, no teeth, but otherwise mm. healthy. I always tried to believe she was about seven. I've had her four and a half years. The shelter told me she was about two or three. But in reality, the vet at the emergency hospital where she passed told us she was much beyond that. They saw how distraught I was and tried comforting me by telling me that the cardiologist report showed pulmonary hypertension and she was filled with fluid and most likely would have passed within the week and the fall had absolutely nothing to do with it they said she she said they said she had been healthy she'd have no issue with anesthesia and they'd operate and repair the misplaced disc from the fall or if they didn't think surgery would help i'd just get her wheels for the paralysis that was all after a thorough neurological exam, but she didn't even get that far because as soon as they administered the anesthesia, she went into cardiac arrest. They were able to revive her, but then she went into cardiac arrest on her own a few hours later, and the doctors were not able to resuscitate her. This is just all so difficult for me to process. I'm reliving the previous 24 hours before the accident. And though at the time I didn't notice anything unusual with her behavior, I now realize she didn't eat her breakfast, nor want her favorite treat, nor drink, and was more clingy than ever since the night before. 
her weight had dropped from seven pounds to a shocking 4.1. Wow. Again, we never noticed because her tummy was always full. She was shaped like a perfect bean. What I thought was a healthy belly turned out to be fluid. I wish I was aware of these signs. Tallulah was never active and really never moved from my side. Only did she scamper around when we went out for our walks. So lethargy was nothing unusual. I attributed that to a hard life at the puppy mill, birthing pups every six months. The dog that is blind with dementia is Zoe. Zoe's 13, frail looking, but can eat any dog twice her size under the table. She <laughs> literally is a walking zombie. But Tallulah was Zoe's seeing eye dog. I'm sorry to keep going on, but I'm just so lost. Thank you for again for lending an ear. So she found out. And I'm sure that there's guilt here too, right? She found out that Tallulah really was ill, that she was older, mm -hmm. that she was told, and that she was ill. And, you know, we, we this happens all the time because we know that animals don't show that they're sick. Yeah. Right? yeah. They just don't. They're very stoic and they know they're vulnerable. That's That's the instinctive legacy that they bring from their early days. They know from their early days as being wild animals, they know that they're vulnerable when they're not feeling well. So they try not to show it. And so in this case, I mean, obviously after the fact, unfortunately, and this happens to so many pet parents that, you know, looking at her, she looked fine, but and technically she did have something going on with her. And you know what? We have to forget. I mean, there's nothing we could do about that. Well, yeah, and and it, this whole retrospective hindsight, as they say, is twenty twenty. Yeah. We see this, as you said, over and over and over again. And you will, they'll, you'll learn something like she had fluid in her abdomen, and you never would have assessed that before. You never would have guessed it. But no, once you know it, you're all over yourself. That's right. Berating yourself about why you didn't notice it, and it's that that is that's what always happens, always, always. And here you have a person who was incredibly generous in taking in this oh my God. very challenged little dog. Right. And I hope that she's released some of the self blame. One of the things that we always tell people like this is, you know, they're we know that they weren't guilty of anything. We know that they did the very best they, they can, but we, we do, human beings do have a tendency to just repeat this over and over and over in our, in our heads and our thinking. And, and it's important to just as much as possible, not try to fight with it. Just let it happen. Watch it, let it come, let it go. So like, that you don't hold on to it. Guilt is one of the hardest, probably the hardest emotion. Yeah. That we yeah. get from grieving. Yeah. Because we always believe that we could have done something different. Yeah. And, you know, 99% of the time, 99% of the time, we did the best we could. Yep. Absolutely. And, and accidents do happen. Happen. They happen. The animal, as she said, I, I, I feel when I read that, I said, how many times? Have I been holding one of my little dogs when they squirm in a way where and all of a sudden they fall? Yeah, they either do fall or they almost fall, or and you know you do what you can. You you lower yourself in, in sort of reflexively, and but 
that kind of thing, when it happens and it has this kind of consequence, you know, you're going to feel bad about it. You're going to feel the way she feels about it. And many other times it might've happened some, or something very similar might've happened. There was no consequence. And so we just, we don't think about it anymore. We don't think about it. And it's very sad. And, and, and I really appreciate her sharing this idea of an accident because we are not pe- perfect. No. We are not perfect. Far from it. We do all kinds of things that despite our best intentions, sometimes create dangerous circumstance. I, I'll, I'll never forget some of the stories about people walking. One, one person was walking, their dog was, was walking in the, in the street, just a little bit in the street and got hit by a car. Yeah. And they, for a moment's lapse, that happened. And we, and you know, we've heard all of these stories. And, and not intentional. Yeah, of course it's not intentional. And of course, you know, we're, we're fallible. We just yes. are. And well, we, even we Ellie said, here, my little Ellie, you know, mm-hmm. who is paraplegic and she's, she's really suffering now. She's got some end of end stage gastric issues. We don't know how long that will be, but she's a little frail. So she's, you know, she's only like 11, almost mm-hmm. 12 pounds and she can't walk. Obviously she's paraplegic. Well, leaving her on, you know, a couch or a chair, because, you know, we can put her on the floor. You can put her on a couch or chair, whatever. Mm-hmm. The other day, jumped off a bed mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. jumped off a couch in the same day. And wow. like, you know, you, I, she's so frail. I mean, Frenchies are, you know, prone to IVDD. And we're like, wait, wait what is IVDD? Like, it's a disc issue. Oh, really? Okay. So that they lose. Of course, she's lost her back legs anyway. She, but you're like, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. You know, and so now we've got to be careful, you yep. know, because she she rarely would do that, and all of a sudden she did it twice in one day, and you're like, all right, so nothing happened, thank God. Yeah. But it's something that we really have to be aware but of. But it could have. Right? It could have. Yep. Could have. Absolutely could have. And and we're very attentive, you know. You yep. know, you and I are. Yeah. We try to be the best pet parents, right? Yep. And yep. so, you know, we're very much more aware of it now because one time could create a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So accidents, yes, accidents happen and it really is awful, but we have to learn how to, you know, take care of ourselves. Yeah. And we may have to go through the scenario a lot of times. Uh, I yeah, I, I think the, another another way of looking at it that I often will mention is it's like you have to make this very sad, bad news into older news. Yeah. By just repeatedly looking at it, thinking about it, remembering the images. And one of the things you can try to do is to refocus when that yeah. happens. And the way I look at it, there's, there's a couple of options. One of them is to just try to breathe and be quiet and watch the image or the thought and just kind of let it go. Another is to try to refocus somewhere else if, if, that, if that's possible. A lot of times that's not really possible. And, and just the, the more, but the more you actually fight with it, the, the, more, more, you're gonna, the more you're gonna hold on to it, I right. think. And we, and sometimes we have, it's like a trauma, you know, you know, it's a little trauma, right? So we're going through that. And, um, but it's, 
ultimately is, is to forgive yourself and to know that you did everything possible you can for your beloved animal. Yep. Yep. And that they have no hold, no malice. Yeah. And much of, they're not well, that's another thing. I mean, when, when you think about Laura and this little, her, her little Tallulah, Tallulah knew that Laura was her savior. Absolutely. There's no two ways about that. You don't have that kind of an intimacy and that kind of a caring relationship. And and then there's a slight, there's a there's an accident as as Laura says, and it just it doesn't it doesn't in any way take away all of that history. I mean, she yeah. is the person who gave her all that's good in life. A brand new life. Yeah. And that's, loving, caring life. that's what, that's the legacy. That's what yeah. that, that's what that little dog experienced with Laura and nothing at the very end could, could take that away. And so, she will be with her, with Laura. Tallulah will be there in her heart. She's already nestled in there. Yeah. Hard yep. not to have her there physically, but she will always be there. Yep. Yep. So Nancy, once again, it's a great conversation. We thank Laura for sharing yeah. so courageously. And we know that that will, that her story will touch a lot of people in ways right. that are healing. And we really appreciate her, her allowing us yep. to share that. Yep. And we'll talk again next week. Uh, next week. Take care.